this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. Want to support Not Straightcast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straightcast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. podcast it gives you news and views from a not straight perspective this is not straight cast 22 for august 5th 2021 welcome to not straight cast i'm joe Cranoff. and i'm here too hi jason <laughs> hello joe so, yeah i got a chance to see you this week yeah that was a lot of fun or this weekend, I guess I should say, huh? Yeah, it was just just a few days ago. Yeah, I made you dinner. I made you yeah. a steak. Made you some uh, cream of mushroom rice and some uh, shelly beans. Yeah, it was fantastic. So for those of you listening, Joe and I have known each other for a very long time. Yes. But I've never been to Joe's house. Uh, no. So I, I, uh, I got to go over there for the first time this weekend. We hung out. I uh, talked a lot about getting rid of... Uh, I, I talked to him a lot about getting rid of my cable. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So you were able to show me some of the different apps that you use to stream local channels and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and we had some fantastic steak and mine was better than Joe's. Well, mine was pretty good too. I mean, so I mean, keep that in mind. I actually like my steaks more well done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like medium well to well done. Actually. I know that's pretty sacrilege to a lot of people, but Jason wanted his medium. And I was kind of like, well, there's a fine line with me cooking between medium, medium well, and done. <laughs> and I thought I actually had cooked the steak to done, <laughs> to well done. And uh, turns out I actually made it medium in most parts. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I also learned that Joe puts uh, Worcestershire sauce on his steak. You know what? I just bought that that day, actually. Um, so really? before, I wasn't. Um, but I've used it in the past, though. And I don't put a ton of it on there. Just a little bit. Oh man, you gotta I really love the flavor of it. I love the flavor of steak. Mm-hmm. I did not put anything <laughs> else on that, but you put butter and you know yeah, seasoning little, on your steak. Oh yeah, yeah, but a little bit of butter and a little bit of salt. That's what yeah. that's what I put on my steak. I feel like the butter and salt help to enhance the flavor of the steak and not uh, not mask it at all. It's oh, it's so good. I mean, you eat steak however you want, but I love the way that I eat steak. Yeah, I'm trying to you know keep in mind what i'm eating there you know so because that does add calories and stuff like that oh yeah yeah absolutely so, i mean but it is good if you put butter on a steak i'm sorry i agree with you there so <laughs> it is good trust me you're like my 
brother from another mother there when it comes to food. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of mothers, so my mother, I, uh, we've we've talked over the last couple of podcasts that uh, that my mother was was coming to visit. Afterwards, she went to Florida to visit my brother, who had just recently moved from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, down to Florida. While she's down there, I'm getting into the swing of things with my new management position. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of those things is that I've got to go to the bank to make uh, the deposits from mm-hmm. the day before from the shifts. And the bank that was closest to my work closed down. So I have to go to another branch that's a little bit farther away and not not super annoying, like not super bad, just kind of annoying to walk there, you know? And, uh, so I rented one of those little orange scooters, uh, that you use the app on your phone. The company here in Pittsburgh is called spin. Uh, and it's just a little razor scooter that goes 15 miles per hour. And I really enjoy an electric scooter then. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. yeah, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was just, it was cute. It was, it was entertaining to ride. And so that was my big adventure for the day. Uh, so I called my mother to see how things were going in Florida. And I couldn't wait to tell her about this little scooter because when she visited, she saw those scooters everywhere and asked what they were. And she, she mentioned, she thought they might be fun to ride. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm all excited. I'm going to call her. I'm going to tell, tell her, her scooter, yeah. tell her that I finally <laughs> rode one and how fun it was and about my big adventure with the scooter. But before I could tell her that story, uh, you know, I asked her, I was like, you know, how's Florida going? What are you up to? And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, we went out on on a jet ski today in the bay and I saw dolphins and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, mom. And what I said, this is what I said to her. I was like, I finally rode one of those little orange scooters and I was calling to tell you about how big of an adventure that was. And you're out on a fucking jet ski with dolphins. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was riding my scooter. I saw a homeless crackhead. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost, almost ran over him by accident. I, I almost fell whenever I hit uh, a manhole that was sunken down in a little bit. Uh, you know, oh, man. that was, but, you know, and she's out on a jet. She's 60 years old. She's out on a jet ski looking at dolphins. And, you know, that's not something I would expect from her because she lives in a small farm town of 500 people, you know. Well, that's exactly what you should expect from her. to Go out and have some fun, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I can't believe she told me about everything they did down there in Florida, and I couldn't even believe it. Uh, it sounded like it, it was an amazing time. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was good for her. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. So, in a bit of sad news here. So, you remember we were talking about the uh, Pittsburgh City Paper, Best of Pittsburgh? Yeah. So, we were in the nomination round there, or the pre-nomination round? Oh, yeah. Somebody had nominated us for the Best Podcast category. Yeah. Well, guess what? We did not make it into Uh, the final voting round. So, uh, Well, then why don't we just stop this episode right now and never record another one. And let's just end it. Okay. Well, it was nice talking to you all. All right. I'll see you later. Yeah. Make sure to not listen to us on your favorite podcast app. All right. All right. This is going, it's going too far. People are going to, people are going to go find something else to listen to. Okay. Let me stop that. Anyways. (laughs)
right, no, we're not. We're not leaving. We don't. We don't no. care. We appreciate that somebody nominated us, especially while we're still so new. Exactly. Yeah, that's that. That was that was awesome. It was really nice to be nominated. Yeah, I wrote in the notes there. It's like we are sad and we'll be ending the podcast because of it. And I put a little <laughs> smiley face with a wink, you know. So uh, no, we are here for the long haul. I mean, it's fun. We enjoy doing it. And that's why we do it. So you know. yeah. Anywho, so uh, we have a bunch of news to cover today. So are you yeah, ready, Jason? Yeah, let's do a news. Yes. All right. So, Joe. Yes. Did you know that gay and bisexual men earn less than their heterosexual peers? I did not know that. Neither did I. Well, a recent study uh, proves it and uh, has confirmed what apparently we've all known for years, which I didn't know. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were all rich. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so the researchers from uh, uh, Anglia Ruskin University combed through 24 studies that charted the salaries of people in Europe, North America, and Australia uh, between the the years of uh, uh, 2012 and 2020. Uh, They published their findings last Friday and found that gay men earn on average 6.8% less than straight guys across all three continents. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Lesbian women, on the other hand, tend to earn more than heterosexual women, uh, 7.1% to be precise, a difference that researchers attributed to lesbian women being perceived as more masculine by employers. Hmm. So that's, yeah, it's great that they're earning more money, but is it for the right reasons? <laughs> I think if, maybe it's like you're more butch that yeah. you earn more money. You know? Yeah. That's what it sounds like so far. So far, yeah. Uh, so the, the pay gap is even larger for bisexual men who take home a thumping 10.3% less than straight men. Wow. Yeah. For bi women, the difference is 5.1%. And while it can be difficult to pinpoint the exact cause of these gaps in pay, researchers looked towards workplace biases as one explanation. They also called on policymakers to take a more pointed response to close the queer pay gap when drafting anti-discrimination legislation. The study's author said that lesbian workers earning more is, in fact, something of a double-edged sword, being the upshot of both sexist and lesbophobic attitudes. He said arguments focusing on lesbian women's earnings premiums in relation to masculine characteristics, which stereotypically characterize lesbian women and demonstrate leadership, have been utilized to evaluate their experiences. Nevertheless, the wage penalty leaves many queer workers with less take-home pay to support themselves and their families, touching off how many experience higher rates of poverty, homelessness, and workplace discrimination. I mean, like there was always like the preconceived notion that, you know, gay men earn more money or make more money, you know, because one, a lot of them seem to be overachievers, two, oh, yeah. usually go into fields that have high rates of pay. Yeah. And three, don't have kids to support. Sure. You know? So, you know, it's kind of interesting to read that actually we earn less, and especially the bisexual folk. 
Right. You know, they're really getting hammered, you know? Yeah, the absolutely. Thumping, the thumping 10%, 10.3%. Yeah. The thumping. (laughs) The thumping. But yeah, I I think it's a little bit weird about, I mean, hooray for lesbian women. Right. uh, And (laughs) their their higher earning potential, but it still still exists because of the, you know, the toxic masculine culture. uh, They're seen as as more masculine therefore they earn more money you know what i mean that seems to be the overriding theme with this here is is that yeah the more masculine you are the yeah. more money you earn yeah so. absolutely very interesting story huh i never thought that but um yeah it's definitely know. weird yeah so uh speaking of uh jobs and higher pays and everything there sure so um you know like the number of lgbtq americans here um out there there's what um you know, let's see here. There's what five point six percent of the population is LGBT. Yeah, but zero point one nine percent of elected positions in the nation, like political positions, yeah, are filled by LGBTQ folk. Oh wow! So now it's increased greatly in the past year, but the community is still severely underrepresented, according to a new report. According to the LGBTQ Victory Institute's Out for America report, there are 986 known LGBTQ elected officials in the U.S. representing a 17% increase in the past year. But that means that, like I just mentioned before, LGBTQ people hold just 0.19% of the elected positions in the nation, despite making up 5.6% of the population. Wow. So that means uh, 28,116 more LGBTQ people must be elected to office for the community to be represented in accordance with its proportion of the population. Still, there's much progress within the past 12 months, which includes a rainbow wave last November. Um, LGBTQ elected officials of color increased by 51%, with the number of black LGBTQ elected officials growing the most, a 75% increase. This includes the first black gay members of the U.S. House of Representatives, Mondaire Jones and uh, Richie Torres, both of New York State. Trans women elected officials increased by 71%, yet trans men saw no increase with just five serving nationwide. Wow. Queer identified elected officials increased by 83%, faster than all the other sexual orientations. And LGBTQ cisgender women state legislators surpassed the number of LGBTQ cisgender men state legislators for the first time. Mississippi is the only state in the nation with zero out elected officials. That doesn't surprise me. I would have also thought maybe Alabama wouldn't have any either. Apparently Alabama has one, but Mississippi is the only state that doesn't. Opposition to Donald Trump fueled many LGBTQ people's run for office. Um, In an interview with the New York Times, um, it was stated the former president was probably the best recruiter of Democratic candidates you could possibly have. And the Republican Party remains hostile to LGBTQ people, and the feeling is mutual. Yeah. So there's many less... uh, (laughs) Republican LGBTQ folks out there. It's like the only like two or three, I believe. And the rest are Democrats. That's crazy. Very, pretty much obvious reasons there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, being, you know, LGBTQ and Republican is a hard road to toe, you know, without being hypocritical anymore, yeah, unfortunately. I w- yeah, I would have to, uh, I would have to agree there. What's kind of funny is that way back in the day, it seemed like the parties were reversed. Did you ever see that there where, you know, the Democrats yeah. 
I was just having, and... yeah, I was just having a conversation with uh, the repair guy yesterday about that repair guy for what, what did you repair? Oh, uh, this was a conversation we had outside of recording. Uh, there was a problem down at the club and I had to bring in a contractor last minute to fix a, a handrail for the hot tub. He had to fix your wood, huh? Womp womp. <laughs> Here. There. You got your sound effect for the day, Jason. Indeed. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you ready to talk about some religion? Yay. Yeah, I feel the same way. Praise God. Yeah. Well, I I don't I don't uh, I don't care about what people believe. Uh, I, I'm not going to no. I'm not going to make fun of somebody for that. But what I am going to criticize is if your LGBT or if your uh, if your religious organization hates uh, LGBT people, they're anti LGBT. So, I think it's what you're trying to get out there, right? <laughs> yeah. So an anti-LGBTQ religious organization has once again lost its challenge to its designation as a hate group by the Southern Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, So Coral Ridge Ministries had been designated a hate group, and they've now challenged it twice. Uh, And we're going to get into that here. Coral Ridge Ministries had sued the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, which is a progressive watchdog group for defamation. And they've also sued Amazon and its Amazon Smile Foundation for religious discrimination. A U.S. district court in Alabama, where SPLC is based, dismissed the suit in 2019. And the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit upheld the dismissal this last Wednesday. A unanimous three-judge panel of the 11th Circuit ruled that the SPLC did not act with actual malice, that is, knowingly spread false information, when it categorized Coral Ridge Ministries as a hate group. The hate group designation had led Amazon to declare Coral Ridge Ministries ineligible for its Amazon Smile program through which the Amazon Smile Foundation donates a portion of customer spending to the customer's chosen nonprofit organization. Do, do you use Amazon Smile at all? Just out of curiosity? I don't. As a matter of fact, I didn't know what it was until uh, this story came to me. Yeah, what's nice is that you can uh, basically turn on Amazon Smile. And it's exactly the same as shopping on Amazon, except a portion of uh, what you purchase, like the proceeds, okay, get donated to whatever organization you want it to be donated to. Oh, wow. So, like, for example, if you wanted to donate something to um, Proud Haven, which is a um, group in Pittsburgh that helps homeless mm-hmm. um, LGBTQ youth, then in that case, then you can certainly do that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a nice way. Like, if you shop on Amazon a lot, it doesn't change the prices or anything. It just takes a small portion of what you purchased and donates some money to that place there. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. I mm-hmm. didn't even know it existed. Coral Ridge Ministries promotes a far-right Christian message through radio, TV, the internet, and other media. Uh, its website contains many anti-LGBTQ articles, and the current content on its homepage includes a video with the message that gender confusion endangers freedom and destroys lives. So I'm guessing you and I can both see here why they were designated a hate group. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They've been like that for a long time. So. Yeah, uh, Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church was 
uh, in the news earlier this year when the Fort Lauderdale city mayor, who is gay, presented a proclamation in March honoring the church and its affiliated school on their 60th and 50th anniversaries, respectively. Of what? Um, Discrimination? (laughs) Well, uh, the mayor said that he made the proclamation because he wanted to build bridges. He acknowledged having picketed the church himself (laughs) (laughs) over its anti-LGBTQ stances, but he and its lead pastor issued uh, in a statement in April committing to building bridges. So, you know, people had mixed reactions. Some LGBTQ people and activists and allies praised the move, while others pointed out that the church still preaches homophobic and transphobic dogma. So, you know, I, he's trying to, you know, he's the mayor. He wants to build bridges with uh, the community, even the people whose views he opposes. But I mean, that's a pretty true, pretty you know, diametric opposition. <laughs> well, you know, it's like kind of like, how can you trust them? You know, it's like, right. I don't, it doesn't seem like they're actually going and uh, making any bridge building attempts there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's they're They're not. No, it, it's just, I, I mean, but even also too, I was thinking like, this is a, a what nonprofit organization here. So they're probably not paying taxes. Right. So, you know, where's the bridge building to be done? I think it needs to be done more by the church than it would, be done by the city or the mayor you know right right oh boy you know oh, oh boy I, like, indeed who, who are they just trying to you know appease here you know <laughs> i know this dick right? sucked and nobody needs to know about it you know it's, oh <laughs> i feel i feel the same way i feel yeah. the same way and uh there were a lot of statements and uh and whatnot that uh i this church has made that you can find online just Google Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church uh, and look at some of the stuff that they do, some of the things that they preach, and some of the things that they say when you have a minute. Well, I don't have any minutes to do that, but well, I'm not talking to you. I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking to Bill. Or I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's a Bill listening. Maybe or a Bob. Sarah. <laughs> both common names. Are you holding up the mirror and be like, I see Mikey, I see, I see Joey, I see. Uh... <laughs> I can I can see you through the camera in your phone that you're using to listen to this. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> no, no, we can't. Before we turn this right. into an episode of Romper Room. Yeah, let's let's uh, take a little break here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, coming up next, the uh, web designer's homophobic street comes to an end. The baby turns into the dumbass. A woman was removed from a plane for um, exploding into a homophobic rant about Disney. And is it a wine company or a cult? And the moment of conclusion is not Streetcast. Continues after this. Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. Welcome back to Non Streetcast. And uh, Jason, did you have a good break? I sure did. I got some more coffee. 
There you go. I see you noticed, like, this is the second time we had to record this intro back into the show. Yeah. The first time we were talking there, Jason said, um, I drank 60%. And I said, well, I thought you drank 60 cups. But <laughs> So there was a joke there, but it got lost in translation because Jason said something different this time. Nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. See, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if you drank 60 cups of coffee. Yeah, it would uh, It would not surprise me either, especially if it's decaf. You'd be lying on the road dead somewhere, but pray yeah, from, you know, um, water poisoning, right? <laughs> well, it depends on how long it takes me to drink the 60 cups, cups of Good coffee. Good point. I never thought of that. <laughs> Indeed. Anyways, yeah, let's go ahead here and get back into the news there. So. so Denver Appeals Court has decided against a web designer, Lori Smith, who refused to create wedding websites for same-sex couples and had sued the state of Colorado over their anti-discrimination law. On Monday, the three-panel judge, or the three-judge panel, <laughs> the three-panel judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a three-panel judge. Oh, my Lord. Anyways, of the uh, 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals of, Decem- of December, yeah, the de- de- Denver <laughs> let's start over again on monday the three judge panel of the 10th u.s circuit court of appeals of denver rejected smith's appeal to the one overturn at lower court's ruling that threw out her suit the organization had that had represented smith the alliance defending freedom said that the law went against her christian religious beliefs colorado solicitor general eric olson argued that smith shouldn't be able to challenge the law because she had yet to start offering wedding websites. So what? I mean, <laughs> yeah, she creates websites. She doesn't want to create websites for gay and lesbian weddings, but she doesn't even offer that as a service. So <laughs> that's the yuck. Oh man. The law that Smith challenged is the same law at the center of the Jack Phillips suit that the U S Supreme court decided in 2018, the court decided Colorado's civil rights commission had treated Phillips with anti-religious bias after he refused to bake for a same-sex wedding couple getting married. However, the court did not rule on whether business owners could use their religious views to refuse service to LGBTQ people, according to the Associated Press. Oh, wow. The LGBTQ rights group Lambda Legal submitted a brief in support of the anti-discrimination law. After the ruling was announced, Lambda Legal stated, this is a tremendous ruling that properly situates our cherished freedoms of speech and religion along the important rights guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution, while also understanding that the state of Colorado has a compelling interest and responsibility to end discrimination in the commercial sphere. It really isn't about cake or websites or flowers. It's about protecting LGBTQ people and their families from being subjected to slammed doors, service refusals, and public humiliation in countless places, from fertility clinics to funeral homes and everywhere in between. I agree. Me too. You know, it's um, one of those situations there where, you know, you have to use like a service and stuff. And, you know, imagine how embarrassing would be to go in there and be like, no, we won't do that for you there because of your sexuality. Yeah, I get that. Should that ever be a case there when especially you're offering like a physical product of some sort, like a cake or something, just bake me a cake, you know? Right. I get embarrassed over significantly less than that. So that would be devastating to me. (laughs) What little things do you get embarrassed over? I uh, like uh, one time I went to the, to citizens bank and I was going to make a deposit. Okay. One of the things that citizens bank does uh-huh. 
uh-huh. is instead of filling out a deposit slip, you can just swipe your debit card at a swipe machine right in front of the teller and it pulls up all of your account information uh, for them. And then you just tell them how much you're depositing or whatever, you know. Okay. And one time I had lost my card or my card expired or for some reason I got a new card and it came with a new pin. Uh huh. And I tried to put in my old pin first and I was just devastatedly like devastatingly embarrassed about the fact that i forgot my my pin one time you know it's not 69 69 no yeah so no there wasn't even anybody there wasn't even anybody behind me so i wasn't feeling like i needed to hurry to you know to get the transaction over with but it was still embarrassing to me so if i were to go and ask for a service and they're like no Cause you're gay, you know. I'd be like, I'd be devastated. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's just real tough there. But yeah. So guess who's doing the uh, the saying of no? Who? This is a segue into the next story, Jason. Help me here. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it made sense to me. I kind of thought you were doing a segue, but it just didn't make sense to me. It was anyway. not a good segue. It will give you that. <laughs> I was like, well, "This is a weak segue, Jason. Please just pick up and go with it." And just sat there like stunned, like, oh, uh, "Shit, what am I supposed to do now?" <laughs> yeah. Awkward moment in All the right. podcast. <laughs> so, moving on to the next story. Da Baby, spelled D-A-B-A-B-Y, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this person, Da Baby. Or the dumbass. Huh? Yeah. Da Baby's homophobic rant is continuing to cost him at, as Lollapalooza announces it's dropping him from the festival lineup. So the North Carolina rapper was scheduled to perform at Lollapalooza until organizers confirmed that his set had been pulled. The announcement was made in a statement on Lollapalooza's Twitter page, which explained the event is founded on respect and love and that young thug would be taking over the rapper's original slot. The baby's removal from the iconic festival is the latest consequence of his ugly homophobic rant about gay people and those with HIV at the Rolling Loud Festival last week. So he addressed the crowd and wrongly suggested that people with HIV die in two or three weeks from the virus and made comments about gay and bisexual men who suck dick. Uh, If you want to read what exactly those comments are, you can Google it. The rapper faced days of furious criticism from former collaborators HIV charities and the LGBT community, and he was even condemned by the likes of Elton John and Madonna. He initially attempted to defend his homophobic rant, sort of like dug his feet in and doubled down and claimed the backlash was a weak ass internet issue and that none of his gay fans have HIV and AIDS or AIDS because they're not nasty and they're not junkies. And he later tried to apologize again on Twitter after receiving so much backlash and after facing some of the consequences of those statements. And he said that he 
acknowledges that people who had been affected by HIV and AIDS had the right to be upset. And he wrote that what I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offending anybody. So my apologies. But his tepid apology mm-hmm. wasn't enough to stop fashion brand Boohoo from cutting ties with him, while Manchester's Park Life Festival also quietly dropped him from his line from their lineup. Ah, uh, the baby, the dumbass, the canceled. Yeah, the I mean, uh, so can I come up with? You do something that is, you say something that is extremely offensive, and when people are offended, you you know, stick your, stick your heels in, dig your heels in and say, Nope, you know, I'm not, not sorry. And then like a week later, when your brands start to drop you, you're like, I didn't mean anything by it. (laughs) Well, you know I mean? It's kind of like, okay, you know, first you make the really crappy apology, you know, and you manage to offend other people, you know? Yeah. You know, I have friends who got HIV from blood transfusions back in the eighties. Yeah. You know, they did not do anything to cause themselves to get, you know, HIV, you know? Right. Right. And so, they're not, they're not nasty or like, yeah, they're the some of the best people said. I know, you know? Yeah. They're not junkies. Right. Yeah. According to the, I'm, I'm using the quotes from the story. I <laughs> just in case that's not, and, clear. and I know junkies who are HIV negative. I mean, it's just completely stereotypical and. You know, just him being an asshole, you know, him being elitist and him, you know, just managing to offend everybody and then kind of giving a half-ass apology for it afterwards. Yeah. You know, he deserves to be dropped from his festivals, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So So speaking of nasty. Yeah. Passengers on a Texas flight erupted into applause (laughs) after a homophobic woman was removed for exploding into a rant about corrupting Disney. There's no in-between when it comes to traveling on a plane. It's either a stale, hours-long ordeal with bad peanuts, or your plane is forced to land because a woman became so homophobic the pilot feared passengers were in danger. Oh, wow. And in today's installment of the homophobes on a plane, honestly, I think we'd all rather prefer the snakes on a plane, (laughs) a passenger on a flight bound for a DFW International Airport in Dallas, Texas, erupted into a homophobic tirade about LGBTQ people in Disney in front of children. So a 46-second-long YouTube video captured the moment a woman made her way through the aisle to her friends with her mask dangling on her chin while arguing with fellow passengers. The video, which is of uh, two screen recordings of Snapchat footage, showed her shouting, fucking fats, and going on a rant about Disney. In the first clip, after she hurls slurs in front of children, a passenger shouts back, no one wants to listen to your bigotry. Get off the plane. She, alongside her party, are then escorted off the plane, which was met with cheers and claps from passengers. But as the second video shows, she returned. She said, you corrupted Disney. You think I talked to my kids about same-sex marriage? No, we don't talk about that. But if uh, we all want to talk about it, let's talk about it. But before she can continue her bizarre bombast about Disney, a person who appears to be a flight attendant grabs her by the arm and ushers her off the plane. A passenger then says that she's tugged away that she's married lesbian who fought for this country. So according to the uh, Dallas Morning News, the video, which has since been made private, was uploaded to the YouTube account of Viral Dallas 99. It's the only video the account has posted. The user alleged that the woman was on an American airline flight and is a real estate agent based in Northern Texas. Neither could be confirmed by the outlet, however. 
so, so. the uh, so she's mad because the gays are corrupting Disney. There are right. so many so many questions I have about this story. Like, how did this conversation start, and how did it get to the point where she's flailing around in a plane? My only guess is that the mask set her off. You know, maybe yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it seems like a lot of uh, homophobes and, uh, you know, just crazy people don't like those masks. Yeah, that's that's insane. And I can't even watch the video since they made it private. Me neither. So we don't know exactly what was said there, but, you know, just another example of folks getting crazy on a plane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of crazy, do you know what time it is, Joe? Oh, no. What time is it? It's time for the moment of conclusion. conclusion will not hurt us if we don't mention it (laughs) (laughs) so i intentionally did not read this story so i'm looking forward to this let's go yeah so for some time now there's been an increasing public awareness of the trend of companies trying to creep into employees outside lives and become their biggest priority or only priority often warning signs of this kind of work culture can be found in the form of job postings and corporate pr about the company being a family which allows them to ask for unreasonable sacrifices from their workers that would usually be reserved only for actual family members. Huh. So many have already identified this type of work culture as creepy, but Dry Farm Wines took it to the next level by putting out a job ad that sounds a little more like a pamphlet from somebody trying to get someone to join their cult. Oh, wow. So the job is for a compliance manager, which uh, ensures the company is correctly following all the regulations put in place put in place for operations that produce substances like alcohol. So in this case, it's a very important job. Yeah. Uh, best fit to meticulous and detail oriented person, probably with a legal background. However, the list of things that dry farm wines, once their compliance manager, the B is pretty much everything um, with being passionate and a lover at the top of the list. <laughs> wow. Somehow the lawyer should also be a communications major and a health expert with psychic abilities, preferably. <laughs> But it gets much worse in the next section of the ad, which produces a red flag right out of the gate by being titled Our Culture. So um, basically to summarize here, we consider ourselves more than a wine company, reads the first paragraph. At Dry Farm Wines, we are a family that believes in the power of optimal health, good taste, artists and farmers, and a strong community. We meditate together daily, share health advice, indulge in artistic creation, travel the source wines, host large family dinners, and share our loves of pure natural wines. For us, this is not a business. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> so, and there are all the rest of the red flags possible for a company that will uh, consume your life and ugly ignore expected boundaries. However, it's just not employees who will end up as part of the family. We call ourselves a family, they said, and this includes all of us, our significant others, partners, growers, and members. As a family... We frequently dine together, cook together, and travel together. All of us, including spouses, partners, and plus ones, are loved unconditionally. This love and support is our highest value. We radiate this love to each other, and collectively, we radiate the light of this love to the world around us. I don't know, man. I want to go sign up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you want to sign up <laughs> for this cult? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, they may not be able to sound more like a cult masquerading as a wine company if they tried. The ad does then take a small paragraph to claim that they value their employees' private time, as though this is not contradicted by the entirety of the rest of the freaking, you know, job posting. Yeah. (laughs) 
The next section lists are DFW culture requirements, which they describe as non-negotiable, including mandatory daily meditation and gratefulness practice, as well as frequent family meals, and then travel on very short notice. But they value their workers' personal time, totally. And so mm-hmm. the uh, job ad concluded with a list of 15 essay questions. The applicant must answer to be considered for the job, or as many believe, considered for admission to Jonestown 2. <laughs> that does sound a little bit creepy, but... I don't know, like they're traveling all the time and like all that kind of stuff. If you're getting paid and like you constantly get to go on these trips and you constantly get cooked big giant meals, it does sound a little bit culty, but uh, it also sounds mildly cool. You know, I could see it being a good job for somebody. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it does sound a little bit weird. (laughs) It sounds like a little bit... uh, sort of like a commune yeah mm-hmm. you know i mean like i'm looking at their culture requirements here of listing them i mean yeah. they don't open until 10 a.m they start with a 50 the 60 minute team meditation gratefulness practice group visualization and family meeting looking at our day together yeah so yeah i mean it's just kind of like um i could see if they're very into the business and they're paid well you know yeah why they want to feel that way yeah, but if it's like, you know, depends on which way you look at it culturally, you know, if it's like a nine to five job or something like that, then, yeah, eh, you know, but in this case here, yeah, if you like wine and you're passionate about it, I could see you fitting in pretty well here. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Or if, if you just like weird communes or cults, right. You know, or you want to die eventually from drinking <laughs> the wine. <Yeah. laughs> I doubt that will happen. So, yeah. Yeah, but why would you name your wine place Dry Farm Wines? You know, aren't wines supposed to be a little wet? Yeah, I, well, see, I don't know anything about, like, the growth process of wines. Maybe having a dry area is good or something? I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Our wine now comes in powder form. <laughs> I would get powder form wine. Of course you would. But you don't drink, so what's your <laughs> no. point? I mean, I used to love wine. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, make sure... Uh, you subscribe to us for all great podcasts are sold and also check out the notstraightcast.com website which has links to our previous shows our facebook reddit and twitter pages our discord server the notstraight.store blogs news and more if you like us please leave us a five-star review in your favorite podcast app travel with us cook dinner with us on short notice and we thank you for listening to not straight cast as always until next time have a not straight one <laughs>